Hey party people! Welcome to Chance by Chance, a resource for young creators as we learn to navigate the professional field. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Eric, Stephen, and Sam, the boys of Remo Drive. We met at McNally Smith College of Music in St. Paul, Minnesota to discuss the punk band's newest release and first full-length album titled Greatest Hits. It's been making big waves around the Twin Cities community. In this episode, we cover the recording process of that album, a typical practice schedule for them, touring experiences, reflections on the community, and advice to young bands and artists. Remo Drive is playing an official album release show at the Triple Rock Social Club on Thursday, April 6th. You can still get tickets, and I highly recommend that you do just that. But for now, please enjoy my conversation with Remo Drive. Everybody, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. We're sitting here at McNally in a practice room. What is it, 250? Yeah, 250. 250. Tell me about going to school here, and we'll get to Augsburg in a second. <laughs> McNally is cool. It's definitely a interesting environment because it's, it's more like a trade school, so it's definitely like a smaller population of students, which also leads to like smaller class sizes, which I personally enjoy just because you get to know your... Like, uh, professors and faculty better? Yeah, I guess uh, for me it was more, uh, I wanted to do something after high school, but I wasn't really sure what to do just for higher education stuff. So I figured in order to fulfill my uh, interest in music and my desire to please my parents, this was a good place to go. Yeah, so, it's a good combination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Great crossroads. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd say I'm definitely, I'm pretty critical of the program, but I'm I'm definitely happy to be here at the same time because they've got a lot of cool resources like these rooms and like the studios for us to use. Mm. So it's it's cool. All right. And Augsburg, and how'd you end up there? What do you um, like about it? I like it a lot. Um, I, senior year, I was like, crap, I gotta like figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs> and uh, I was like, music business sounds tight. Like, I feel like I'd enjoy it and it'd be like interesting and like help me in the future. So I started looking at schools uh, that had music business majors, and of course there's here, there is IPR, and then Augsburg. Mm-hmm. And I heard great things about Augsburg, so I checked that out, and I really liked it. And I got a scholarship, too, like a fine arts scholarship, so that's kind of a lot of the reason yeah, I'm going there, too. definitely, definitely. Performing music and also going to school for music, or the business side of it, or recording in your case, how do you... Uh, Put all of these elements into play. I mean, when you learn something at school, how do you look at applying it towards the band or preparing to do that in the future? I mean, it's kind of like a mixture of like learning at school and then also just kind of researching a bunch <laughs> online or whatever and kind of like the hard knocks approach, I guess. But I mean, a lot of it's hearing something in class and be like, oh, this would be cool to kind of like look more into and figure out how can I do this for like remote drive or something and then just being like, hey, let's get this stuff done so we can, like, release the record like, in an appropriate way or have it be more successful and, like, not do it yeah. wrong or just have it where it can't be as successful as a release or something. Sure. So. One thing that's helpful for me is that, like I was saying earlier, recording isn't kind of limited to what they teach here, too. I mean, it's kind of a, a lot of previous styles of recording are in vogue right now, so it's kind of nice. Hmm. So it's kind of cool to have, like, a place where you've got older people who are either in the field or once were, that you can learn from and talk to. I guess as far as 
I'm not like a business major or anything, but I feel like a, a lot of our stuff is like Stephen handles the uh, the adult side of the business, kind of like the yeah. tour booking and all He's that, the dad. and I kind of handle the engagement with other normal people like us, kind of <laughs> social media. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like I also send a lot of just stupid emails to people who I think would respond well to stupid emails. <laughs> and that's yeah. how we got on yeah. the needle drop, yeah. basically. So, I don't know, it's kind of a mix, I think, of just trying to take in information that you learn from, like, places that are more affiliated with this, the structural side of things, and then also just kind of being able to be like, there's also a reason why that's falling apart, too, so you want to try different things. And, yeah. Yeah. and Eric, you recorded the recent Future X that you guys put yep. together, right? Yeah. That's, uh, I recorded the, the record in uh, our parents' living room <laughs> uh, because yep. I didn't, at that point I didn't really have any access to any of the stuff here yet. So, so it was July. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, right before it would have uh, been where we could have done stuff here. But yeah, we uh, recorded it. I guess we did drums in the living room and guitar and bass in our basement. Mm. I did vocals on my own in my room. And uh, then we sent it off to this guy named Jack Shirley who uh, we had found through... Um, like, he did a record for this guy that I love, uh, Jeff Rosenstock, and then uh, Def Heaven. And, uh, yeah, we just saved up a bunch of money from, like, T-shirt sales and all that. <laughs> yeah, from, nice. like, previous, like, and previous releases that we still had sitting around. We just kind of pushed to sell those a lot more and mm-hmm. ended up being able to make enough to, yeah, afford, like, getting our first, like, sort of real, like, properly done thing. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely very rewarding. What does your practice schedule look like as much as you have a schedule week to week what's it look like when you guys get together how much of it is writing new music how much of it is perfecting older songs just lay that all out for me for sure um for the past month we've been doing tuesdays and thursdays 5 30 to 8 30 at mcnally sometimes it changes though so if you want to see us practice (laughs) 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 now you know uh no but lately we've just been like getting ready for like the record to come out and just working on getting like the whole album as tight as possible live and uh especially like for like this tiny little tour that we have coming up and we've just been uh, running the entire album over and over. We added, uh, recently added, like, me and Steven, like, singing, too, which has been a challenge, but it's super fun to, like, work in. Yeah, and then there was a while where we were working on new stuff. And I think, we're, for me, it's always working on new stuff, too, but I think it's definitely, a, we kind of made, like, a group decision that we should milk this like, as milk, much as like, we like, can. Try to, like, really, like, yeah. work on these songs and... Especially while the iron is hot, kind of trying to get down everything that we've got and, like, figuring stuff out. You mentioned the tour. What is coming up? What do you have planned? Over our spring break, we're doing just, like, four shows. And it's kind of, like, a release tour for our, like, new record that's coming <laughs> totally, out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're playing Grand Rapids, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois. Then we're playing Omaha, Nebraska, and then Ames, Iowa. And we're just doing those over, like two weekends. Hmm. So. And everyone wants us to go to California and Florida. Yes. <laughs> so we cannot we afford can that. Opposite <laughs> directions. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind yeah. of difficult to yeah. work into one trip. Mm. You guys uh, had two tours this summer. Mm. Can you talk about that experience, maybe some of the lessons you learned, and uh, perhaps how it brought you all together yeah. as a band? The first tour that we did last summer, Sam wasn't on that tour, and that was... He was still in high school. Yeah, Sam I was, was graduating. Yeah, Sam was, <laughs> yeah, Sam was wow, graduating, wow. so 
we had our friend uh, Braden Keenan come and join us for that tour, and all that was older songs that we were playing. We didn't play any of the new songs. I think we maybe had like one or two new songs written at that point. We had, I think, maybe. two we, that we ended up keeping. Yeah, two yeah. that we ended up yeah. keeping, but there, we were like starting a process of like writing new material and like getting ready to record a record. That was cool because that was our first time kind of leaving the Midwest to like play places. It was a great experience, but also like stressful too because with DIY booking, people can get like flaky and then yeah. just like the day before it's like, hey, your guy's show isn't happening anymore. <laughs> then it's like, well, we can't really do anything about it now. So it's more just kind of being able to take those curveballs that are thrown at us and then be able to make like the most out of it and then in august it was the longest tour that we did and then also that was the tour that sam was able to play with us and that one was also a really big learning experience for us because that was i think the most time consistently that we've all been around each other i think we learned like a lot about each other and just like interacting which is tight because let's see i would have been at that point i was only like back for like however many months yeah. too so it's like yeah. felt like in a way like we all kind of had to like relearn yeah. the way each other like works outside of just like a musical setting right, totally. mm-hmm. um that was super good and i think that brought us a lot closer together mm-hmm. yeah and then it's just like the same things too where it's kind of like the curveballs that are thrown at you with like diy touring <laughs> or whatever with either just shows dropping or like hey, where are we going to be sleeping tonight since we can't afford a hotel, so we need to find someone to stay with in the city. Who's got a couch? Yeah, who's got a couch that we can sleep on for a night? So it was like figuring out, like, how we all, like, work together and then kind of get to know each other, like, more or whatever because that was kind of the first chance we had that opportunity to do that since Sam joined the band again last year. That was also, like, our first time playing all the new songs, too. Yeah. Which is cool, because I remember on the first tour of the summer, I was just kind of... I wasn't, like, bummed out, but it was kind of like... I knew that we had been working on this new stuff, and I really wanted to play it. But we couldn't, just because mm-hmm. we didn't have Sam with us. So it was, like, definitely... Uh, it made it a lot easier to feel super proud of the stuff that we were playing, because a lot of our older stuff, I feel, is kind of, like, juvenile, sort of. So Why did you guys I mean, take still... for the sun <laughs> Why I mean, we, take in we still are in? really juvenile, but it's uh, I think it's the right way to be juvenile rather than kind of like super woe is me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and and that's part of what uh, attracts people to it, you know. Right. It, it, that genre is so uh, it, it's hard to do right, and yeah. I think you guys have been doing it right. Thank so that's really cool to see. Cool. Thank you. Let's talk about other people in the community. Before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about Half Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) That's the party band. Yeah, which is is the party band. Along with that, we were talking about the recent video, You're Killing Me, and uh, Lee Tran shot that. I just want to hear a little bit about how you've connected with different people in the community and who some of your uh, closest collaborators are at this point. I'd say Lee is definitely like, he's like our... Our buddy, he plays in Half Mannequin as well. He's our saxophone player. Cool, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, Half Mannequin is like a, it's a, a solo thing that I started like last summer, just recording songs in my room That I, after like binge listening to The Smiths. Eventually, I, like, just because it was well-received, wanted to do live stuff with it. So then Steven and Sam, I guess, like and friends. And now yeah. we play 
pretty frequently, and uh, we'll play any show, and anybody can be in the band. That's how we have too many members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's super like, fun. Yeah, and it's like members, like it's, so it's like Remo Drive, and then like uh, Luke Roberts, who goes by Q Pup, then Grand, Grant Grant White Oak of and Heart to Gold, and then uh, let's see who else is in it. Michael Kwan. Michael Kwan. Yeah, Michael Kwan. Kwan. U of M. Of U of M. <laughs> <laughs> University of Minnesota. <laughs> no, and then, Zeke yeah, Zeke Erickson, Juniper Douglas. Maybe two other people. Yeah. We don't really know what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, like we said, anybody who wants to play can play. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> uh, hey, there you go, there you go. And who are you impressed by these days? Other acts in the community? This doesn't necessarily have to be limited to music, but who, who do you like around town? Who do you think is doing good work? Yeah. Those yeah. are dudes. Yeah, that's, uh, we've been spending a lot more time with like Jake from Hippocampus in particular. Yeah. Let's see. Their new record is great. Yeah, it's super. Uh, but I guess all the bands that are on our like release show. I mean, the Happy Children are great. Uh, that's, I haven't really talked to them, but I've seen them a bunch. And I like watching them a lot. They're yeah. a super fun show. Yeah, they're all around. Yeah. They're all around. <laughs> it's uh, Heart to Gold. Another one. Uh, Grant's got a fucking wild voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, then also uh, Charles. Uh, he goes by Black Lagoon, but he's opening up the show, and he is a great rapper. Yeah. Um, then I think, like, for at least Steven and I, I think part of the reason why we're even doing music is because of a band called Pierre that went to our high school. Yeah. Mm. They kind of turned us on to a lot of, like, the music that we listened to when we first started the band. Mm. Yeah, they're great. You should definitely go see them. They're probably one of, like, the tightest, like, live bands from, like, around here. Mm. Cool. Uh, Juniper Douglas is another one that yeah. I think we like going to see a lot. Definitely. Mm. Oh, and, uh, Grandma. Yeah, Grandma's Grandma, another great band. Sure, yeah. They're, like, a two-piece, like grunge yeah. like indie <laughs> rock group but like they they're, they're like when they play it's just like a hundred percent and then it's just like it's probably right louder the, than like most like five piece bands too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's, uh, nuts. <laughs> we had a split with a band called Un- i guess we still do have a split with a band called unturned and they're friends of ours and they have other projects that are worth checking out one of which i recorded it's called inconsistent they're about to put out their ep uh, check it out. Hey, shout out. <laughs> cool. So along these lines, let's say there's a, a new band that you guys happen to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're friends of yours. Someone you could take under your wing, given your DIY, mm-hmm. booking and recording, all these different mm-hmm. pieces. What would you tell them to do first, and how would you tell them to do it? I'd say uh, don't, like, I think a mistake that we made is that we were kind of lazy with our initial recordings and that we... Uh, I mean, we put a lot into the songwriting, and we tried to do a lot with it, but we kind of, we'd settle on stuff if it wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. and we, I think we all knew it wasn't, like, there, but we were, like, just to, because it's, like, exciting yeah, to be you're young, excited. and you want to, like, and you want to have, like, your friends, like, be excited, too, and they'll be excited by that, but for people who don't know you, it's a lot more exciting if you wait and make sure that you get, at least, it doesn't even really matter, like, the mixing or anything, but just the performances, like... Good people takes. can, at least a lot of music listeners can tell if a band is good. And like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like for us, we'd be like, I think we were kind of, I think, naively assumed that people would just assume that, like, they'd understand. Because we were, I think we're all, we've always been a pretty decent band, but mm-hmm. we'd kind of like, like, I remember on our first like EP that we did together, it was like, uh, it was like one or two takes of us playing live in our yeah, basement it was playing. Three of us live tracking. Yeah. And then yeah. you just overdubbed. You're right, overdubbed later. And it was like, like, there's still mistakes in there. And it's like, I feel like it's better to make sure you get it right because that's what a lot of people are going to hear before they want to come to your show. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, I guess the recording is very important now because not a lot of people just wander into 
places, like, looking for live music, I guess, like, it would have been back in the day when you had to walk up <laughs> the school both ways. <laughs> no, but that's, uh... I think also, too, making sure that, like, you, like, get involved in, like, yeah. go to shows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, whatever other local stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, like, necessarily, like, in the genre your, yeah. like, band falls in. Like, making sure you support the whole community since then it's like you don't know who you could meet uh like just going to a random show that might be able to change your career help you have a new perspective in music so i think that's something that's like really important too and making sure that like you like listen to different styles of music just so you can like have a diverse palette to either write or listen to since it sparks more creativity and might help you out in the end so solid yeah and i think like just writing, make sure, make sure that, like, the songs you write are good. And that sounds, like, <laughs> so simple, but, like, seriously, though, because, like, I think, like... Don't go- be afraid to look at stuff with, like, a critical eye. Yeah, because, mm. like, going back to what Eric said, don't settle on stuff. For this record that we, that's coming out, um, we wrote, I think we were originally trying to write 20 songs for the album and then narrow it down. like the best ones but we wrote 16 and at that point we had 10 songs that we were like really really happy with and so don't settle I guess yeah I think uh, like one thing that we should have done a long time ago is like even if you like completely finish an idea and it's totally come to fruition like don't be afraid to like if you if you feel weird about it at all just like Mm -hmm. throw it out kind of because I think that that'll only intensify at least if you're a person like me who I think ends up thinking about stuff too much and then you (laughs) end up just like yeah. coming to resent things which is I think part of the reason why we've like taken a lot of music down is just because like I think that I should have done that when I was younger and been like maybe have more foresight so sure. yeah hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well I did like what you said about that approach I mean planning to write 20 songs even though you only ended up at 16 mm-hmm. and then choosing 10 of them mm-hmm. I mean the more songs you write the more the more chances there are to have a good song right. you know if you write yeah. like 100 songs the chances of having one good song are way better than if you just write one song and right. hope that it's good. So, exactly. yeah, that's a, that's a really cool approach. Yeah. I'm going to try to use that more <laughs> in my own life. I'm going to borrow a question now from one of my favorite podcasts called The Tim Ferriss Show. Just give him a little shout-out there. Um, <laughs> he asks guests sometimes, what advice do you think your older self would give to you now? Just oh projecting that thought, what do you think your older self would tell you now at this point in the band? Don't take yourself so seriously, maybe. I feel like I used to, like, take things, like, way too, like, everything was super personal and everything was, like, and a lot of times I think it's just everybody's on their own trip, kind of, so you gotta just Mm. relax a bit. I don't know, because I feel like that, especially as a musician, when you kind of get, like, caught up in, like, a project and you really want to, I don't know, just anything with, whether it's a music thing or a business endeavor, you want people to be involved in it with you, and it's kind of just... I think if you relax and you just do what feels right to you, then I think people will be attracted to that. Yeah, I think people are attract- attracted to kind of like things that are genuine and honest. I think um, being able to recognize other people's like ways of like thinking and the way they go about certain things, I think that's why like the band works so much better like this time around that I'm back in it than like the first time is because like. The previous projects I was in, like, songwriting, like, um, a lot of it was, like, I was used to, like, jamming. And um, Mm -hmm. 
like until you kind of come up with a song. Right. And it's a very like collaborative thing. And Eric, the first time, was very into like just having a very clear idea of like everything he wanted in his head. And I think that's why it didn't work the first time. I didn't understand how to play with someone that does have like a clear idea for things and that like and how to appreciate that and I don't think he like understood like how to kind of like collaborate like mm-hmm. more and like let me mess with his ideas and so like this time around we're definitely a lot better at yeah I think finding a balance mm-hmm. yeah because I used to like I, th- I think I mentioned this in other things but I like used to try to hop behind the drum kit and like do this that, is what I yeah. want and I, I like looking back I'm like why the fuck did you do that like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, hindsight, right? Yeah. <laughs> any, any thoughts on that question? What, what um, your future self might tell you now? I feel like I can resonate with what Eric and Sam said, and I think it's kind of something more like on what Eric said too, but it's just kind of like people are more drawn to like why you're doing something to, than to like what you're presenting to them. I don't know, I was like watching like a TEDx talk or whatever and like the guy he was just kind of like talking about that and like bringing up a bunch of examples but like the people or like innovators or like companies that have been like this is like what the product is or whatever like people aren't as interested but if you like kind of say like why you're giving this to someone or whatever then it's just like it's more receptive and people like kind of like that or whatever off of that not being as like stressed out and being like how come like I have like this band or whatever and like people should be like yeah, nobody this. cares why yeah. doesn't anybody care yeah like, just kind of like, like um, it'll come yeah it'll come it's just like it takes a lot of patience or whatever and then also remembering that being in a band is like being in a relationship or whatever and you <laughs> yeah, have to deal yeah. with a bunch of moving parts and it's just like yeah you can be in a band and want to do it but then it's like also you have to remember that everyone's human and like people yeah. might be going through like different things in their personal life that can trickle into the band and make it harder to do things or whatever and you have to be able to kind of see that as a group and being like hey how about let's just take a break from practice and like talk about like what's going on because you seem like stressed about this or whatever so Mm -hmm. remembering that people are human too and that you also need to do that so Wow, I'm I'm feeling warm. A lot of love between you yeah. three. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it today. So it's what they uh, call a love triangle. <laughs> Get ready for the Remo Drive romantic comedy. <laughs> In theaters old... near you this summer. Speaking of, uh, obviously that was a joke, but uh, <laughs> if people are wanting to find you and know more about what you're doing, you've obviously got some shows coming up. We mentioned the tour a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Where Where should we send them? Probably, I guess, the standard, like, social media stuff, like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I mean, Twitter's the only one where it's kind of, like, you'll be able to find it quicker because you won't have to, like, filter through all the algorithms that... Like, all those, like, uh, social media sites have, like, made so, like, you can't see, like, content or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, like, the main stuff and then... I'd say that'd probably be the best way to stay connected into what we're doing and stuff that we have coming up. And then for shows that we have coming up, our next local show is our record release show, and that's Thursday, April 6th 
at the Triple Rock. And it's 18 plus. Unfortunately, it's not all But ages. bring your parents. You're not too cool for your parents. Yeah. Your dad is cool. Yeah. True. Yeah. When I was like 17, I brought my dad to so many concerts, and now I feel like kids just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, your your parents are cooler than you think. Yeah, yeah seriously. You got to remember that. It's you boring. definitely realize that more and more as you grow up, too. Yes. Yeah. Every, every everyone is a person. Yeah, or we're all people. Yeah, <laughs> what, what you right. said. What you yeah. Said. Well, guys, thanks for the time. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to seeing you at some shows coming up. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that is a wrap. Big thanks to Remo Drive for coming on the podcast, and a thanks to all of you for listening. If you haven't already, pick up a copy of Greatest Hits. It's available at remodrive.bandcamp.com. And see them Thursday, April 6th at the Triple Rock Social Club. It's their official release show, and it is bound to be crazy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, visit chancebychance.com. There, you can sign up for the newsletter, find all previous episodes, and support the podcast through Patreon. On your way out, here's a track from Greatest Hits. It's titled Strawberry Thanks for listening.